Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. In this podcast series, we'll be sharing ways we can all reduce our energy usage for heating, transportation, and everything we plug in, all while sourcing our entire energy supply from renewables. Electric vehicles are becoming more and more mainstream all the time. Though there are many advantages to driving electric, like lower fuel and maintenance costs, there's still some legitimate concerns. Today I'm talking with Dave Roberts from Drive Electric Vermont about the state of EV technology, Dave's own experiences with EVs, and what BED customers have to gain from driving electric. Dave, I really want to thank you for being here. It's a real pleasure to have you in our office at 585 Pine and to tap a little bit into all your knowledge and expertise regarding electric vehicles. Thanks, Jen. It's great to be here. Great to escape the home office. Yeah, good. <laughs> I feel the same. Do you mind telling um, our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I work for VEIC, which is a nonprofit. We're based in Winooski. And we operate Efficiency Vermont, which is an energy efficiency utility that covers the rest of the state except for Burlington. And we also coordinate the Drive Electric Vermont program, which I coordinate. So Drive Electric Vermont started about nine years ago as a public-private partnership between VIC, the state, and others such as BED. And we've been working steadily over that period of time to develop policies, charging infrastructure, do consumer education and outreach on EVs, basically all the stuff that needs to happen to get more people driving EVs. Okay, so that's pretty comprehensive. So if I was a Burlingtonian interested in learning a little bit more about electric vehicles and where I'd even begin to get some comprehensive information on my choices, et cetera, um, what would you suggest to a BED customer? So the first place to check out is definitely our Drive Electric Vermont website, which is driveelectricvt.com. We've got a lot of information on there from the very basic, you know, different types of EVs, different models that are available in Vermont, and something that a lot of consumers are most interested in is what incentives are out there. So we run down all the federal, state, and utility incentives that are available to, to Burlingtonians and, and others in Vermont. Now, do you mind taking uh, just a few seconds to explain a little bit about the rebate process from a Burlington perspective and what's on the table for our customers? Sure. So uh, we have on the Drive Electric site uh, an incentive calculator so people can put in the type of vehicle they're looking for, whether it's new or used, um, where they live in Burlington and uh, their income. And that will then provide them with an estimate of all the incentives that they could qualify for, which include a federal tax credit that's up to $7,500. For people who don't have a large tax liability, they may not be able to get that full amount. So uh, it's important to think about that from a tax perspective. If you don't think you're going to get the full amount, a lot of people consider leasing which is a way that the leasing company then gets the tax credit and will typically pass it through to the customer. And it can be less than $7,500. It's based on the size of the battery. So many of the vehicles that have, uh, for example, some of the plug-in hybrids that maybe have 20 miles of battery range but then can run on gas, they'll 
uh, tax credit for those is usually less than $7,500. There are also state incentives that pertain to Burlington. Right. And they also have some uh, higher incentives for lower income. So the sort of standard state incentive is $2,500 for an all-electric or $1,500 for a plug-in hybrid. And if you're if you meet the income requirements, uh, that goes up to three thousand for a plug-in hybrid and four thousand for an all-electric. And that's for a new vehicle. There is also a state-sponsored program called Mileage Smart, which is specially set up for lower-income households to purchase used, high-efficiency vehicles. So, it could be an all-electric, could be a plug-in hybrid, or it could just be a standard hybrid that doesn't plug in. So. Somebody's in a situation where maybe they'd love to make the switch to an EV somewhere down the line. And then BD's incentives, essentially $1,800 for a Burlington Electric customer. And if you're lower moderate income, uh, there's an additional 600 that we add for a total of 2400 And that's for an all-electric all vehicle, right? Correct. And it's a little bit less if you're looking at a plug-in hybrid. Correct. And a little bit less if you're talking about used. And I, I do want to talk about used Yes, and you know there just aren't that there aren't as many new EVs that have been sold over the past years to have sort of fed into the used market. So it's growing. the The latest data we have is about twenty percent of the newly registered EVs in the state uh, came from used purchases. So they're they're out there, and there are some really good deals. Uh, you need to be a little bit aware of, especially some of the earliest EV models, the all electric models that had less range than what's out there now. Over you know, many years of, of service, the batteries may not uh, have as much ability to store charge as they did when they were new, so you may get less range. So always a good idea to get the battery checked out uh, before you purchase a used EV. Yeah, that's really good advice, particularly as ranges seem to be increasing almost exponentially. I mean, there's, there are now vehicles with 500 plus miles. Uh, so battery technology is definitely uh, continues to evolve, and it's really what's made modern electric vehicles possible. As and most EVs today are using lithium-ion battery technology. Uh, it's the same type of battery you'd find in a smartphone or a laptop computer, typically. And they're getting better about um, getting more energy into the same amount of space with those batteries. But uh, there's going to be a limit at some point. And, you know, right now it's maybe four or 500 miles you'll see with some of the really high-end EVs. But even though the more affordable ones are getting two, 200 to 250 miles of range now, which is more than adequate for, for most drivers, especially if it's a second car in a household, really, uh, you know, even in winter where you get less range in Vermont, uh, you know, if you're driving less than 100 miles a day, you really don't need to, to worry about it the way you did with some of those earliest models. In the future, there's definitely new and different battery technologies being developed. There's one called solid state batteries that has a lot of promise, but no vehicles are, are currently shipping with that technology and probably be at least a few years before we see that um, in vehicles available for sale. So in the meantime, we're talking lithium ion and we're talking um, the sort of high end is 500 plus, but generally speaking, sort of give, give us a sense of range for your sort of typical EV. Yeah, for, for sort of a more affordable EV that uh, after incentives might be in the 20000 some dollar range, um, that would be like a Chevrolet Bolt or a Nissan Leaf Plus. They're getting sort of this 230 to 260 miles of range. 
And as I said, it's really, you know, when you have that amount of range, you can go pretty much anywhere in Vermont. Uh, we're getting more charging infrastructure in Vermont and beyond, so longer trips are getting easier, although still requires some advanced planning, unless you're driving a Tesla, which uh, Tesla drivers have access to a dedicated fast charging network. One thing we know about EVs is that the total cost of ownership is a lot less. Can you talk about what, what that means for people who are considering going electric and what might feel like a stretch to be purchasing a new vehicle? Sure. So there's two, two primary ways that EVs can save people money. One is uh, the fuel cost. So driving on electricity is the equivalent of somewhere around $1.50 a gallon in Vermont on average. But if you're in B- Burlington Territory, you can access BED special off-peak rate, which gets you down to the equivalent, I think, about 80 cents a gallon. I think we're talking even yeah. 64. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's, there's massive savings there, especially if somebody's driving a fair number of miles a year. And then there's also savings on maintenance. So most EVs have, especially the all-electric models, there's no internal combustion engine. So you don't have oil changes, and uh, there's just less to go wrong. So when we do talk about uh, maintenance on an EV, we're switching out our tires in the winter, correct? We're talking washer fluid. What else are we talking about? Well, you know, they still have brake systems and things like that. So, um, you know, you may need brake service and there may be some issues with batteries over time. So, for example, right now, Chevrolet has a battery recall on bolts that um, is costing customers nothing. It's all on on. Uh, their dime is the, the responsibility. Uh, but, um, you know, in the long run, there may be battery replacements or service that needs to happen. But in general, the batteries have eight-year, 100,000-mile warranties on them. And, uh, you know, most of them are holding up quite well, especially in Vermont. Our cooler climate is actually pretty good for batteries. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the driving experience, either with this your car or others that you've had the opportunity to to drive? Absolutely. So, that, And this is something that I think is really um, surprising for a lot of people who haven't had a chance to, to get behind the wheel of an EV is just how great they are to drive. Uh, setting aside the cost savings and the environmental benefits and everything, they're just a better driving experience in pretty much every way. The electric motors have great torque. They have a lot of zip. So as soon as you put your foot on the accelerator, you're going to have a lot of easy acceleration, sort of effortless feeling when you're driving. They're very quiet, so you can have a conversation or listen to music. Uh, It's super convenient because most people can charge at home. So you come out, it's like having a full tank of gas. Every time you leave home, you never have to stop at the gas station. So all those things just make it uh, so much better for at least most people that uh, I know who are EV owners. Once they've made the switch, they never want to go back to driving gasoline vehicles. So you did talk a little bit about charging at home. Can you talk about sort of the difference for folks so they understand what charging at home might look so like? Three different types of charging. So level one, just plugging into a standard home outlet. So if you've got one in your in a garage or near, basically within about 20 feet of where you park your vehicle, you can use that. You'll get about five miles of range per hour of charging. So for plug-in hybrid or somebody who's not driving too many miles, level one can work. But for people who are driving longer distances or just want sort of faster, more convenient charging, you can get a level two charging, which is 240 volt power, similar to what you might find with an electric clothes dryer. And that'll give you, depending on the vehicle and the charging equipment, about 20 miles of range per hour of charging. So, you know, with the the bolt that I drive, I almost never drive 200 miles in a day, but 
if I were, you know, it would take me maybe 10 hours or overnight to get a full charge. For people who are taking longer trips or on a road trip, there's another type of charger called a DC fast charger that will give you, usually you say it's about an 80% charge in 30 minutes or so. In your experience, what are most homeowners doing, Dave, in terms of charging? Um, It's a mix, but I think most are looking at level two, especially if they have a longer range EV. And uh, there are, in addition to the off-peak rate, Burlington Electric will also help offset the cost of buying the level two charging equipment. And of course, we're talking about property owners now and residential property owners. So I think we need to remind ourselves that 60% of the units in Burlington are rental units. So we have a lot of renters, and I, I am seeing on my front porch forum post more and more people who rent who are looking for places to charge. I don't know if you want to talk about how we're going to address that challenge, Dave, and the inroads that we've made to ensure that everybody has access to charging. Uh, the state of Vermont has uh, set aside a million dollars for a pilot program to support multifamily charging, we call it, which is you know for people in apartments or condos or other rental situations. There will be some challenges, and hopefully this pilot that the state is launching next year will help us learn and figure out the most cost-effective way to do this. It might be a combination of providing level one charging with some fast charging in the area, uh, so people can generally you know, use level one for day-to-day travel, but have access to fast charging if they need to, to make a longer trip or something like that. Yeah. I, I just want us to all be thinking about equity in Burlington and the degree to which we want everybody to be able to participate in this energy transformation and that it shouldn't just be about having money to be able to do that. And the hope, of course, is that everybody can drive electric. And you know, that's, I, I think, the vision for BED is we want everybody to be able to engage, not just those with the, with the upfront cost to buy a car, even to, you know, given the, the total cost of ownership and how you do save money over time. Well, thanks so much, Dave. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you think our listeners would want to know about? If people are thinking about an EV and wondering about charging and road trips and things, we do have some resources on the Drive Electric website, a map of where charging is in the state and some um, resources like there's a a site called PlugShare that can help you plan out a long-distance trip and the charging stops you need to make. Dave, I really want to thank you for your time this morning. It was really a pleasure to have you, and you are always a wealth of information. I learn something every time I talk with you. Thanks, Jen. It was really great to be here and um, look forward to more EVs in the future. Yes. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding rebates, incentives, and technological support, don't hesitate to look for us at burlingtonelectric.com, to call us at 865-7300, or to follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help, and we look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy. Music